All right, so Thomas, are you aware of the existence of Mario Kart? <laughs> just, just want to make sure. Yes. Okay, like, good. Okay. <laughs> have so, you seen me? Yeah. <laughs> so I have a very important question for you. Who is your character, your go-to oh, kart rider? Donkey Kong. Why? Uh, he's a great combination of speed and size. Yeah. Speed and size. Yeah, so nothing else? There's no personal identification tied to your soul and your spirit with Donkey Kong? Yeah, I mean, yes, there is, but we're not going to get into that. Oh, but, yeah. I, was, I was prepared and ready because my go-to is Wario. And, of course, I had a moment of, like, deep introspection on why I right. always pick Wario. Yeah. I was like, he's a rebel, but he has a good heart. Like, at the end of the day, he's a hero, but not a hero on your standards. I don't know enough about Wario's lore. Well, plus he's, he's got the cool, crooked mustache. Yes. <laughs> you know, he's thick. I'm all about that thick life, right? So <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, you listen, like, Wario, you might not marry him, but you're going to have a good-ass time with Wario. So <laughs> that's know. that's yeah. where I identify with. Probably for sure. him arms distance, yeah. Okay. yeah D- <laughs> DK all day. DK or Toad, if I'm going to go to, like, a smaller character. Yeah. How are you and Josh Valencia have the exact same opinion on <laughs> – well, I actually think I could see that now. There's, yeah. there's enough between you two. That's funny. Oh, yeah, we – we jive, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure um, for people that are now joining us, welcome to the Affiliated Podcast. If you enjoy Mario Kart and you have a defined character, place it in the comments so we could see and debate <laughs> and disagree with you. Because if it's not Wario, it's probably wrong. So you're wrong, Thomas. Just <laughs> <a jam. laughs> well, I'll just beat you with DK. Okay, right. Yeah. There will be a tournament in our future for yes. sure. <laughs> uh, so, well, um, today, guys, thank you for uh, joining us. We're really excited to talk about um, – we're actually going to shift away from specifically just marketing. We're going to talk about – business development and um the word today (laughs) is network value led networking um which is i think people always say hey lead with value provide value blah blah blah, value what does value mean and we really want to open that up today discuss it discuss what what we do to use um, network with value lead with value um and what what that means in in certain situations and hopefully leave you today with some tools and ways that um will allow you to, to network better um, and create relationships that are going to be profitable, um, but also long-lasting. So I think that's, that's a big key part to is, our yeah. business and our life and and everything. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we both recognize in the space that the people that have the biggest biggest success are often the ones with the biggest networks, integrated networking. And two, I think we've both built our own solid networks and have done that pretty well. Um, I know it took me a while to realize that, oh, yeah, I'm actually kind of good at this nebulous thing called networking, not really knowing what it was or what it meant. Um, and it's just, it pays dividends that you don't even realize while you're doing it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, the biggest, I think it's a, it's a cliche, but it's a great one. And Robbie even said in his interview, if you haven't listened to it, be sure to go do that. But you know, your network is your net worth. It, it's, it's a huge thing. So people throw it out there and they're like, Oh, go network. You got a network. It's key. Blah, 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 blah. Yet so many people seem to do it wrong. And I think one of the biggest problems is this idea of um, you know, it's me first networking. That's the kind of the problem we don't avoid. It's like, what can you do for me? And that always seems to create so many problems and where, you know, you don't create great relationships. People don't trust you, so on and so forth. And that's not what we're going to talk about today. We're not going to talk about me first networking. We want to talk about what we think really works, which is value first. So um, as we try to define and figure out what that means, I think the biggest thing we need to talk about is what does it mean to bring value when you're networking? Like, what is value? Um, not <laughs> yeah, just a, some grocery store name. Like, what is what is value? <laughs> Great value. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, th- this was hard for me for a while because, like, I would I would have 
always hear that, especially in my SEO days, right? Oh, you have to add value with your content, right? If you're putting content online, oh, yeah. and then if you're networking, oh yeah, you gotta add value to get value. And it's like, what? <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't understand what this means. Um, and then, gosh, what I really struggled with early on in my this ClickBank career, which really brought me into like the whole networking phase of my career, was uh, how to add value in a room that I felt like I had no value to give. Right, because it's like I was that the inf, uh, imposter syndrome, right, is very large in this industry. When I was a fresh face account manager, you know, <laughs> I yeah. never, I knew SEO, but I didn't know direct response marketing or how to run a business or all this kind of stuff. And I'm having to network with these very successful entrepreneurs. I'm like, oh gosh, like how can I help you at all? Like you're so far above me. Um, and it took a solid year or so, maybe longer, to really feel confident. Um, actually, no, I'll say it took two and a half years. <laughs> I can kind of remember a point where I'm like, okay, I got this. I actually feel like I was adding value. And I think the key for me was realizing that value doesn't have to be a tangible, like, Hey, here's X thing for you to grow your business. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't have to be this like very tactile thing. Um, in my role and your role too, right? The, the big value I have is just the additional exposure of ClickBank's network to someone, right? So I might not be able to tell you what if I'm new to the industry, some hack to use in your business to grow it, but I know 20 other entrepreneurs that you should chat with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And that go between is a lot of value. And right? that's huge. Yeah. Now we're starting to see how a network could equal net worth. Yeah. Like when you have something <laughs> like that, right? So, um, well, a couple of, I actually want to dial back. I think it's really important because in networking and value-led networking, um, one of the biggest, you touched on one of the biggest challenges, which is imposter syndrome, yeah. which I think leads to a lot of people to try and be more selfishly motivated when you're trying to network because you feel like you don't have anything. So you just need to take, 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 <laughs> take. And then maybe one day I'll have enough to give to somebody else. It's not always malicious. Sometimes it's just fraught yeah. with insecurity. So um, I think we should, let's dial back and talk a little about the the imposter syndrome. I mean, I, I get it, especially first starting this industry in, in the first event, it was horrifying to be around people. And I, I like it literally was like, being dropped into a high school dance just starting puberty. It felt like that level of insecurity yeah. and like, why am I here? And I was like, listen, I'm already a funny, weird looking short guy. <laughs> like, oh, now I don't know anything. Um, but you know, how to, how to kind of overcome that. And I think that's something that realistically, you're always gonna deal with it. You're, there's always gonna be a bigger room. There's always gonna be somebody that's gonna make you feel that way. Um, so what are some tools that, you know, you kind of talked about like that mindset, but what are some other maybe specific things that you do to to overcome your imposter syndrome problem or, or that, that situation? Yeah, I, I ask a lot of questions, right? Um, I realize if I can ask questions in a live moment or on social media, whatever it might be, I can really figure out what this person needs or wants to get out of it, right? And you can just go to the classic, like, oh, what brought you to TNC, right? What are you hoping to get at ASW? You know, <laughs> um, what I find though is that a lot of people don't know what they want um, out of something. They just know, I need a network too. And everyone's trying to do this networking thing without being very good at it. But if you can ask some specific questions, like what would make this a big success for you? And if they tell you, you can go, okay, I can help you, right? You should chat with this guy over here grabbing a drink, right? And make that connection happen. So when I go into a room to network, my uh, personal philosophy is always to like make more uh, introductions than I get. Right? Nice, that's a really, right? I've never thought of that. That's a great way to go into networking, I love that. Yeah, and I just want to stir the pot, 
right? Mm-hmm. Not in a bad make argument way, right? But just like, I just want to like help people mingle. I love going into a fairly warm room where I know at least half the room or, you know, 30 to 50% of the room and I can kind of ping pong off people and make new connections that way, but also make new connections for people. Um, and it's a great way to just kind of like keep it buzzing. And I'm always thinking like, who should this person be ch- chatting with? Because mm-hmm. the, the hard thing for people to realize when you're networking is that the chances that you directly meet someone that you're supposed to meet in that very moment are as slim. Yeah. Right. It's like, you're not always going to meet that perfect business partner, super affiliate. That's rarely going to happen. Mm-hmm. What's more likely going to happen is that you two can leverage each other's networks all of a sudden, even if it's just someone you chatted with five minutes ago that just first met, like, oh, did you chat with that guy? He's doing a ton of Facebook ads, right? You two should talk. Like, I don't know if it's worth anything. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you have a weird blemish on your face. I don't feel like I'm not going to be able to mention it. Oh, wait, that's how I network. Sorry. Well, no, <laughs> honestly, honestly, it, it's uh, I do use that to get out of awkward conversations. <laughs> hey, that guy's weird. You should go talk to him. <laughs> it's like... Everyone gets Thomas. Is that why you send people over to me when we're in it? Yes. (laughs) Um, No, that, that is such a great mentality to go into it. I mean, just the idea of like, I want to make more connections. I'm here. And you're constantly thinking who could they connect with? Cause when you're setting a precedent for the type of relationship you want to have with these people as you network, right? We're networking to expand our network. Mm -hmm. And then when the time comes that we need something, we have the people that we need, but it doesn't always need to be, problem solution oriented. We kind of go back to that. How do you fall in the pitfall of not leading with value? You're too focused on finding this magic person, you know, that that Gandalf the gray is out there and he's going to, you know, give you everything you need. So, um, in, in those situations, which would be really challenging Mm -hmm. and disappointing sometimes. Well, too, I think that's a big key that people miss is like, you need to know who that best person for you to meet is before you go to a networking event or into a social media room or whatever it might be. Like, who is my ideal person to meet here? Because the thing is, you're gonna get a bunch of questions like, what brings me to TNC, right? It's like, oh, I'm. you need to have a clear answer if you wanna get clear results. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm looking for this kind of person. Oh, great, you should chat with that person. Let's circle back on that. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, I think that's big when we come into some of the other specific tactics, but on the imposter syndrome, I love the idea of like, anybody could bring value with who they know, right? Yeah. Even if it's like, you know, if you're a new affiliate manager and it's just the owners of your company, they probably know a lot of things. So maybe that that's still somebody you know that you could introduce people to, and there's always value there. Probably talk to them before you do that, though, so you don't, like, <laughs> you don't ruin the relationship. Um, one other thing, and this is this is just personal to me, and it's probably I just want to share kind of what I do. Like for me in those situations, how I try to overcome that is I'm just quickly trying to find any common ground I possibly can. So mm-hmm. I'm. It's, it's, it doesn't have to always be work. Like I sometimes ask like just weird ass questions, which is just kind of me or, or, or try and find things like, Hey, I like your church or something just to break the ice and get people comfortable. Cause the sooner you could be comfortable and you get people talking and start learning things about them. Sometimes the value you bring isn't actually business value. It's like, like I've brought value to people before talking about, you know, um, different things I've learned, like talking about, Hey, here's a great podcast to listen to. That'll make you laugh. But for a reason, like that still endears and creates value in that person's life, um, that they still will remember you yeah. and, and you could build a relationship. You could still make a connection. Um, and, and it, it could be something that works. So you all, we all inherently have value because we know things that the other people that, you know, we're talking to don't know, even if they might not be what you think you need to, like there's something there. No, I'd say like a a genuine compliment can be a great value (gasps) add, right? Like uh, there's, I think it was the first TNC I actually made it to. Um, Alex Moore took me around and he introduced me to this group. And the night before I'd been at a club and there was a, 
a guy there. He was kind of quieter, but he had this like cool kind of like plaid sport coat on. And I noticed it. And Alex happened to be bringing me to a booth, introduced me to ended up being his boss. But that guy with the sport coat was there, right? And we're all shaking hands like, oh, hey, he's like, yeah, you had the school sports coat. And his face just lit up, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, <laughs> it's like I was nervous about wearing it. Like I hadn't, and funny enough, this morning I hop on a call, I haven't seen this guy in three years. Um, and he's the consultant for a client I'm working with, right? And he's Crazy. gone on to two jobs. I was like, do I know you from somewhere, right? I was like, did you have a sport coat at TNC? And he's like, I can't believe you remembered that, right? And it's That's like- That's <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's whole. That is still that is a great way to overcome imposter syndrome, yeah. though. Like you are a person, and they are a person. <laughs> that that's common ground. Build on that. Start yeah. there, um, and then you know from there it, it flows. You get comfortable. You could start asking those questions. We'll get into some of the value oriented questions, but um, you know. And, and the last thing too is I think it's just really important to when you have moments that you realize you provided value to people, store that, save it journal it, you know, make sure you start keeping those things. So you start building that confidence. So you can level. hold it over them later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think just to remember like, and this is a lot of, I'll be completely transparent here. I, I really struggle with imposter syndrome. It's a big thing. Yeah. I've, I've gone to counseling for it. Like I have big issues with it. Lots of, lots of bad stuff. But one of the biggest things that really started to help me out is, is asking myself and retaining the moments that people tell you you're doing something valuable and you just have mm -hmm. to hold on to it. Even though internally I'll tell myself it's a total lie sometimes, just something I have to work into. But if it's on paper and it's not coming from me, it, it really could echo in you know the, the chamber of a confidence that you need to have to go be successful in those situations. What's crazy is like you're one of the last people I think that would, I, I know everyone struggles with imposter syndrome, right? But you're one of the last people I'd expect that to happen because you're very, confident in what you bring right with the with your ideas your theories and your marketing expertise and all this kind of stuff like so it's, it's i was just surprised to hear that just now yeah. oh my gosh it's it's a huge struggle for me huge yeah. struggle so but you know i've really spent a lot of time trying to to overcome that so most of it just comes through a lot of really illicit drug use and you know yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just so much cocaine it just really fuels all the confidence for me so <laughs> i did like eight rails right before this podcast I'm just kidding that's not true but i don't do cocaine i've just established that on the podcast this so. is a clickbank podcast right yeah this is a <laughs> yeah yeah they, trust me they're gonna drug test me after anyone listens to it and i'll be fine random yeah, yeah i'll be fine <laughs> so um well let's kind of transition now away from my illicit drug use and into um you know so we have the imposter syndrome you're there um now let's talk about how to start building value so you mentioned the network's a big piece of it but one of the things to, to do that you have to be intentional mm -hmm. when you go out and network and and that really comes as you mentioned, in terms of the prep work before you go into networking situations, and, and we're gonna clearly define networking situations a little bit more because I think sometimes mm. that's not just a party, it's, it's a lot more than that. Um, but let's talk specifically about that that prep beforehand. So yeah. you were kind of already hashing on this. Mm -hmm. um, go a little bit deeper about how you prepare before you go into a networking situation. Yeah, so I used to suck at this. So <laughs> right, people, I get the question all the time, right? So what brings you to this thing? Oh, you know, I'm just looking for, meet new people, right? I'm just, you know, oh, if I can help bring someone onto ClickBank, that'd be great, right? Like really vague answers, right? And yeah. that's what most people do. I still suck at this, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, no. Um, And I can't remember where I picked this up from, but someone, it might've been uh, Joel Marion's podcast, actually. Um, one of his networking interviews he did on that, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm sure I picked it up from someone before that too, but that might've drove, driven it home. It was like, you need to have a very specific thing that you're looking to get out of, like what is ROI to you kind of deal, right? What's that return on investment of you going to this event? 
right? And have a very clear picture of what that is when you come away from it, or you'll get very vague results, right? Because you hear it all the time, like, oh yeah, I met a ton of people, we should, you know, exchange business cards, we can, you know, which are still valuable in my opinion, but, um, and you just come away with this like nebulous, like that seemed effective and then no real deals happen. Nothing really happens afterwards. It just felt like, I think that was good, right? Question mark. Um, so it really helped me was drill home. What am I looking for here? So now when someone asks me that, right? It's like, oh, I'm looking to meet people that are doing over seven figures a month, right? In direct response, online marketing. People go, oh, okay. And if I, if I kind of know the room I'm going into more, like let's say it's a event that Amber's hosting or something, um, I probably know it's gonna be more health and fitness related, right? So I'll be more specific, right? Oh, I'm looking for people that are selling over X hundred thousand units or you know a year in their supplement line and haven't worked with affiliates yet, right? Obviously I might sexy that up a bit um, so it doesn't sound so bleh, but. <laughs> yeah, someone's like, wow, how do you say that? <laughs> yeah, right, but I'll get very intentional who I'm mm -hmm. looking to meet. And that what that does is that it plants this little grenade in that person's head to where um, even if they don't know someone right then in the moment for them to introduce you to, if they meet that person in a day, in two days, in a month, right? They're gonna, oh, they should chat with Thomas, right? Yeah. Um, when they hear someone go, oh yeah, I do this specific thing that I just asked for, they're gonna think of me in that moment because I was specific, right? Yeah. And that's when those organic introductions come up, not just there in that event, but long-term. Yeah, that is first, I'm just gonna, like huge revelations. <laughs> and I want to say this because I, um, you know, when I previous to going to events at ClickBank, I actually remember it was like, it was really easy for me to know what my intentions were. It was meet with my clients, find new prospects. So it was always like, I need to find people that are working with affiliates. Like, hey, who's working with affiliates that doesn't work with ClickBank? I just want anyone that's working with affiliates. So yeah. I go and talk to those people, right? Um, but when I switched over to director marketing, the first event I went to, I remember feeling clueless about what I needed to do there because I didn't ask that question. Mm, yeah. And it definitely was one of those things where I didn't know, I didn't really think about it. Um, you know, I hadn't been in a situation where I didn't need to go out and seek specific things. So I was like, well, I'm here for education. I'm here to learn a new thing. Um, and it just, I remember it felt very challenging yeah. for me. So I'd say if knowledge is your goal, that's a fine goal to have, right? And yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, if you, if you weren't sure of that going in, it's going to be yeah, it was wishy-washy, right? It, it was. I was very ambiguous yeah. with it, I was like, uh, kind of, maybe. And it just, <laughs> it, it really, it took me a couple events before I started was able to shift to that. Um, but it was just funny because I never intentionally thought about it. It was, it was more intuitive um, when I was, you know, out traveling and yeah. really haven't had much of experience to try it in this position. But, but I think that's, that's, that's a huge, easy thing to miss. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's that hard to do, to be intentional about what you want. Um, it's not like it just takes like, you know, five minutes of journaling to really real, drill down. What am I looking for right now in my business? Mm -hmm. I think that's the other part too. A lot of people I see, they're like, oh, in six months I want to be here without thinking about what do I need to do right now to get there and asking for the right now, not yeah. the six months from now, right? Because mm -hmm. you don't want to come home with a bunch of contacts or something you're not going to do and initiate on in the moment, right? Yeah, because then you're just not going to do anything with yeah. them. You know, yeah. the stack of cards that... Um, you know, just you're like, uh, you know, well, I don't know what this means or what it's going right. to do. You know, you're, you're just going to kind of throw those aside. So, um, well, that, that I think that's a fantastic thing. If you're not doing that right now, um, that's going to really change your networking. Just having that concise thing. Do you do you like practice kind of that statement in the mirror? Yes. Do you write it out? OK, well, maybe not the mirror, but usually usually it's on the plane. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, right. OK, you're a great person to sit next to. He's been muttering the same thing he's looking for the entire time. <laughs> also, that's what usually that's a quiet time. The phone's off, right? There's no distractions. It's like, OK. Yeah. Okay, let me think about what I really want to get out of this and yeah. kind of sink into it. But um, 
But yeah, the other part, the flip side of that is have a good specific question to ask people when you're networking so you can get a more specific answer from them mm -hmm. because most people won't have that, right? Yeah, and I, I think going back to that question, because sometimes the one that's not good, what are you doing here? What brought you to this event? Yeah. Like, and it's like, hey, what are the actual, who do you want to meet? What are the type of people you want to meet? I think specificity in that yeah. question. Mm -hmm. I, I always like, cause you could split test a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and it's gonna change depending on the event, but definitely try and get as specific as you can, um, whether it's like, hey, what's the one tip? I, if, if they're speakers, I'm bouncing all over the place. I think like if they're speakers, I always look at, what was the one speaker you're most excited about when you got here? Mm -hmm. um, so that's in a mastermind event. If it's content heavy, get an idea of what they were hoping to learn about. Uh, I always that, found yeah. that's, a, that's a really effective one. And then on big conferences, I just always like to say, what change in your business are you hoping to get at the conference? What's the difference mm -hmm. maker you're hoping to get um, is, is a big one um, that, I, that I like to ask. What are some questions you think are really effective when you're trying to intentionally network? Um, it's usually like, who's, like, what would make this trip um, a big win for you, right? Something like that. Like really get them thinking on their ROI of the trip because everyone's in the back of their head is thinking that, right? It's like, oh, I need to, either they're an affiliate manager who needs to like justify this trip to their boss, right? <laughs> or something like mm -hmm. that. Or it's an entrepreneur going, oh man, okay, I invested in this. I need to get some stuff out of it. So what's going to make this trip a big win for you? Um, and that to me, that gets me some pretty good responses to that and more specific things I can either execute on for them or help them out with or make an introduction to them for. So. Yeah, which helps you avoid the worst question, what do you do? Um, <laughs> I hate that question. I, I hate, everyone hates it, but yeah. we all sometimes yeah. still ask it. Like yeah. <laughs> There's times I'm like, ah, oh, and I'll even so tell myself, like, oh, yeah. I hate that question. Um, so, but yeah, that's, that's a great one is yeah. like that ROI, you know what, that there's a cost associated with this, so find that out. So um, I know we realized we didn't circle into what this all ties back to, but when we talk about value and leading with value, um, let's kind of dial back and talk about what that mindset means, um, which is, I think that's a big key because we're kind of talking about mm -hmm. some of the actual things, but from a mindset perspective, the reason you ask those questions, the reason you try and connect them with people is because it's not always about value-led networking. It's all about what you could do for somebody yes. else, not what they could do for you. And that's, we didn't say that, we should have said it right on the get-go, but when we talk about value, it's how you can make their life better in whatever way. Yeah. And every single interaction, at least the way I go about networking, every single interaction should always start with, I'm gonna give you something first before I ever ask for something in return. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, just go out and just, you're searching, you're asking questions with the intent not to, what can you do for me, but, what can I do for them? Like, why would I even ask why they're here? Um, not just because I want to get out of this awkward situation and not sit here in silence. It's really, I want to know where I'm going to provide value for you and how yeah. much I could do. Um, so, you know, asking that question, okay, what brought you here? And then what's next? Just keep delving in. Well, that's what I love about those. Like if you're coming from a value first mindset, you can reframe your answer to those kind of like bland questions to actually show how you add value. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if you get the question, you know, so, Hey, so, oh, what do you do? Right. What you're going to get a thousand times, you know, instead of going, Oh, I'm X position at Y company. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is really boring and doesn't really tell anyone anything unless you're some super big company that people would love to work with or something. Yeah. Yeah. Unless um, it's like VP of marketing at um, Google. Right. Then, like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, right. You want to answer those questions that elicits a follow up from somebody like, Oh, how do you do that? Right. So if someone asks me like, Oh, what do you do? I help brands scale their customer acquisition through affiliate marketing. Right. Or that's a little bland, right. But I help person get X results mm -hmm. is better. Right. I help brands generate 10,000 customers a month with affiliate marketing. 
Yeah. Whoa. How do you do that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's, you know, I work for ClickBank. I help them on board and we expose them to, right. You can kind of go into your elevator pitch then and you've just earned the right to do so with a follow up question and you've just shown how you add value to people. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've always um, take that one. I, I kind of like the giving speci- specificity around like the income numbers. Cause I always use the, um, you know, honestly, like I do a lot of different things for a lot of different people, depending mm-hmm. on the business are at the core yeah. of it. I'm responsible and do everything I can to increase their revenue more than before we met. Yeah. Um, so, and then I flip around, I was like, well, tell me a little bit more about your business, what you're currently doing, um, and in particularly around how you drive revenue. And then we open a conversation about that and then you could interject more precisely. And I was like, hey, that reminds me of <laughs> X, you know, with this client, let's talk a little bit more about that. How's that going for you? And, and then it's just, it's solely on them. Um, and then I've, I don't know, I normally, when I network, I find that it's like, we barely talk about anything about what I do. And I was like, oh yeah, it's been 30 minutes. We should probably talk <laughs> about why I'm here. Um, so, but, but in general, that's, I think that's a really good way to do specificity. And I think the other thing is like, you know, make it vague, but also make it something where, um, you know what that value is right away. And it makes them yeah. either curious or, you know, deflect and start finding out, like make them want to answer your questions as well. That's another piece. Yeah, ask good questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, also give them a reason to answer them, right? If I said, well, yeah, I'm the guy that clears out the trash. Tell me more about your business. Like no one's going to care to spend their right. time. They're going to be waiting to get out of that conversation. But if you say, hey, I really help grow revenue and grow business for people um, in a lot of different ways, let's talk about how I could potentially do that for you. Tell me more about your business kind of a thing. Oh, I see so, what you mean. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was getting at. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, so as I think kind of going back to it, like any other things we want to talk about, actually, let's talk about how value changes depending on medium. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to talk online a bit? Yeah. Yeah. I think COVID that's a big heavy one. right now. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're talking a lot about meeting in person networking. Well, gosh, good luck on that um, right now. Hopefully 2021, the second half where we'll start to see um, some things change. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the, the medium and mode and how that changes. So we'll just let you riff and get started on that. Yeah. It's weird. Like that one actually, um, I think about that a lot, right? How do you add value online uh, without just adding noise? I'm very conscious of that. I know other people probably aren't. Like, they'll post literally everything, just social media. I'm fairly selective with what I post because I'm self-conscious, to be honest. You know, I, I <laughs> tried like, it for a while, and it was just ripe with stress. I've never – my self-hate went up through a way yeah. that I was like, I don't like this, and I just quickly stopped. But, yeah. No, but I, in my opinion, I think there's going to be a lot of different answers to this. Like, to add value in, like, say, a – forum or a group that's more network focused or business focused and network focused or even your own personal social media channels or things like that or a brand doing it i think you add value by thinking about the questions of like does this content matter to someone am i gonna you know it could just be could i brighten someone's day with this um i try not to be too self-serving with my content you know i want to put it out there like if i know it's going to add value to somebody um and I think I see a lot of people that are maybe newer to a group struggle to engage in a way because they don't really know how to do that. Um, in my opinion, right, like if you're not comfortable, say, going to a new Facebook group and just posting something and you d- you're worried about it being self-serving or worried about how people are going to take it, just start engaging in comments more, right? Yeah. Like start small and comments and likes and stuff are a small way to do that. And I'd say, too, if you if you are new and nervous about it, there's a lot of other people in your same position. And if you're asking questions and comment threads, like, hey, can you tell me more about this thing you just posted about? Um, other people are gonna have the same questions. 
and you're adding value by getting better answers from mm -hmm. the poster or from the people in that thread. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it doesn't have to be inherent. Like I did this thing that was awesome. It could just be getting more information out of the expert in the room. Yeah. Right. You know, I think one of the most, um, somebody I think does amazing, valuable content in those groups that isn't always giving information is uh, Ryan Saplin with, with yeah. Word of mm -hmm. Media. And he just asks questions. Sometimes they're pretty irreverent, um, but but they drive a ton of conversation. Yeah. It's like, what do you think about this? Boom, go, react. <laughs> that's super valuable. I wouldn't say almost anybody could do that, but, but that's one of those things that doesn't always have to look at you as an expert. It could be you as someone that engages. And it kind of goes back to what you talked about before with here's who you should be talking to. Sometimes a person in the room that asks the question that everybody wants the answer to is valuable in itself. And that's a key <laughs> thing where you talk about value isn't always what you give. It could be what you start. It could be how you participate yes. in an overall group and community. Um, so as we kind of drive back to that, but I think you hit a great point. One is, um, you know, redefine what value feels like it could be to you. It doesn't have to be what you just define in terms of what you see, like, oh, I'm not this person creating a great video or I'm not able to, you know, offer CRO advice that's going to 10x someone's business. Like, yeah, very few people can. If they can, you should probably be charging a lot of money for that. So, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, kind of redefining like first what you're comfortable with, where you feel like, you, and I think comments are a great way. Sometimes even if you're just a fantastic cheerleader, there's inherent value in that early on um, and, and you know, it's a great way to start becoming a connector is just be somebody that's there that people want to talk to, they want to know, um, and then just start making connections and that's that's a great way to put value in. But yeah, it's starting with comments, um, asking questions. Uh, I think the biggest thing when you're trying to figure out how to create value, start with authenticity. Yeah. Um, the worst place you could be is overextend yourself um, and, and try and be inauthentic in an attempt to create value. Yeah, it's pretty obvious when people do that, right? It's mm -hmm. like you can sniff that out pretty quickly. And it's kind of like you might drum up some engagement from the direct people you want to be chatting with there, but like the rest of the room, it's like, uh, right? yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, in digital world, and I think in, just in general, like we, in in authenticity is um, you know it's a stench that no one wants to wear because yeah. <laughs> because once you have it, it essentially says I don't know who you are I can't trust you um, and and the whole point of value led marketing and kind of the point that I, at least the way I look at it is it is leading and gaining trust first when I could give you value the rule of reciprocity yes. kicks in and I think that if it's authentic in terms of me trying to help you out. I could authentically reciprocate that assistance. And that's that's really what you want when you build out that network, but it has to start from an authentic place. So I think when people are trying to figure out how to engage online, whether it's a virtual conference, whether it's uh, a message group, whether it's just posting on your own social channels, yeah. lead with authenticity, what you feel comfortable with, what you think. And if even if it's like, I don't know if anyone will care, um, I'm, but I'm putting it out here and here's why. Explain that, share that authenticity. And it might bomb, but where it won't bomb from a relational standpoint is people know that it's coming from you and who you really are. I think that's that's a big key to this that people don't always understand um, is you gotta start from a place from authenticity first. Yeah. Because well, it'll just look terrible if you don't. Something I've seen you do really well um, in like different online groups we're both in and stuff is like you join a room and you kind of wait and you look at what, does well and who how people engage in the group because it's funny like different i think we're all talking about facebook groups right now but yeah, like yeah. different forms are the same way right mm -hmm. even like if you look at subreddits like very wildly right oh and my gosh who <laughs> uses them and things like that right and so you kind of like read the room like how are people engaging in this group is it all memes is it right is it value-driven content like is it like what is it in here that people are doing is it just shameless self-promotion right <laughs> which there's plenty of groups that do that yep 
But that's when you do a really good job at that, and right, and just kind of like starting comments, engaging in comments before you make any big posts, and just kind of seeing and feeling the water out before really fully diving in. And then when you do, you get awesome engagement from it. Right. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you for, hey, Kyle, you're doing something well, Hour. That's always yeah, nice. Yeah, that's right? your one compliment for <laughs> right, this quarter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. I'll rem- I'm putting yeah. that in a journal yeah, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, for me, that's always been, it's just, that's just in general who I am. I don't like to be, jump into a crowd and just try and make it like force whatever yeah. I want. It's it's understand the crowd and then understand I could do value. Um, and, and that's actually why I also really defer a lot away from my needs, probably possibly to a fault when I network. I think we're similar that way. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it's because I, I want to feel out the room, the environment that I'm in, um, to make sure that the the value that I bring is is once again authentic. It's coming from what I feel actually makes yes. sense in a way that people could receive it. Because um, one thing about authenticity, it's important. It has to it has to make sense to the room that you're in. So yeah. it's, I know I have a bunch of weird things that I like and things that I'd like to talk about. I don't mention those in every room that I'm in, you know, like there's certain conversations I won't have based on the situation. And you have to kind of know that. Are you saying you filter patient. yourself? Uh, I know it sounds wow. crazy, right? Yeah, there are filters you've never seen, Thomas. No, that's <laughs> frightening to think about, okay. <laughs> I um, well, I will say I, I artfully act um, like there's less of a filter than what really exists. So um, it's, it's all a deep perception Damn that it. I'm creating. Okay, you got me. <laughs> um, but but yeah, going slow to understand the room is is key to know. Um, I, I think one introspectively understand where and how you could provide value that people will resonate with it. So um, and anyway, so I, I think what we should probably do is start to kind of draw this up. And, and and the last thing I think we should talk about is okay. We've talked about what it is, how we do it. If you're not doing it now, what would be the first steps you go and tell somebody like, hey, how do you start leading with value? What's maybe the first step or thing that they could start doing to be successful with that? Are we talking more about, like in general, just the online just world? A, just in general. I mean, well, let's actually make it specifically online because I think yeah. we, we'll do some other thing with events when they start coming up again um, and more specifically. Yeah, let's just do just online. Like what would be um, the first thing you tell somebody? Yeah, I would I'd just be mindful with the content you're putting out, right? How is this adding? Just think about it from like three different people's point of view. Like, how does my mom think about this, right? If I put this out, right? <laughs> how does my ideal target customer think about this if I'm putting it out? And then, you know, how would my friend think about this putting it out, right? Like, think about just like, how is this content gonna be viewed as objectively as you can? Mm-hmm. Um, and try to take a step back. I think you can kind of tell when someone's like in their own head po- posting it and like, this is great. And it's like, Oh, dude, read the room, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Self awareness um, is so. I, don't know, I think the most important thing to value led networking is your ability to be self aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the big challenge is if you don't know how to be self aware. One of the best, and, and it's a skill because yeah, I've met yeah. plenty of people <laughs> that seem to lack it. Um, it. Is I think one of the biggest things is yes, definitely reframing of whatever you say. You know, you know how you hear it, and you know what it means but you need to understand how somebody else hears it. And one of the best things is find trusted people um, to give you fair, honest feedback about how it sounds and what they think about you. Yeah. Um, and, and then you have to sit back and receive it with no bias, with no anger, with <laughs> with emotion that's just underneath and yeah. not showing on the surface. But but that's a really big thing. Like I, I think being able to have trusted people, um, for me, it's definitely my wife. She helps keep me grounded anytime. She's like, what are you thinking? So, which I just, I'm gonna share like a perfect example of a time I did a really bad job with this. Oh good. So this is actually calling yeah. back to my first year at ClickBank. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but we had a, um, we have the white elephant party 
I, I think I know where you're I going. I think you know where you're going, right? So for <laughs> people who know, we, um, at ClickBank, because it's a great place to work, we have a white elephant party. The very first year, I have my general mindset around white elephant parties is um, you should bring the weirdest gift you could possibly find. Like weird, it needs to just be stupid, really low price. Yeah. So I had this idea of one one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I went to thrift <laughs> okay, stores yeah. around my my garage and I just found a bunch of stuff. I put it all in a trash bag with like, like a wrapping. Boot in there, right? it, yeah, yeah, there was like, like one a... shoe. It wasn't two, it was only one. because <laughs> um, I thought it was funny. It was hilarious yeah. to me. I did not take time to fill out the room or even ask anybody <laughs> what this what this thing was like. I get there, it's the entire company. People are getting legit good gifts. It's gift cards, it's alcohol, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh. Like I, I was the only player. one that brought like this weird gift, which in a call center environment or in other environments I've been in two before would work great, did not work great there. And I it was like <laughs> one of the most and I remember like before I did it, I told my wife, she's like, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't do that. I was like, nah, what are you that's know? That's hilarious. And, yeah. and I was like, it's so funny. And then like, I just, I, for years, I didn't tell her for years how horrible that was. And I was like, that was one of the worst professional moments of my entire life. I hope you know that, that I, I, I gained a lot of respect for you through that though. I was like, that's awesome. That's hilarious. So. <laughs> well, I wish somebody would have said something because no one gave me any feedback. And, and also I think at that point, no one knew me that well. So it was yeah, kind of like, yeah. they're like, who the hell is this guy in his trash I remember, bag I remember, of goods? Before your time at ClickBank, Kirk Cheney did the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where I got that the velvet. Oh, he did the same. Of the okay. horse from that it's was that was him bringing it's it. You could see his face the whole time. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I've made it. it which is this probably is why all, he buy, yeah. bought like nice socks for the yes, next year. Exactly. So yeah. Um, but um, outside, be aware of your white elephant environment you're going into. But I think it's, that was a huge lesson for me of being like, if I would have listened to my wife and that self awareness, I could have gone in that situation with way a way yeah. better situation. And I think that's the same thing. Find those trusted partners to kind of humble you and give you good feedback and then listen. You have to listen. Like that's what it, it might hurt. It might hurt to hear it, <laughs> but you will be better off for it. Um, so that, that'd be the biggest advice I'd tell you is you want to increase your self-awareness in those groups. So, you know, what value could bring, what you're, how you're coming across. Um, and I then to just yep, know, actually, you know, take some time to reflect and know the value you can bring. Yeah. Right. If you're brand new to it, like be like, okay, there's not a lot of information I can drop on here. There's not like, so I want to try to add helpful questions and connections as mm -hmm. I grow my network, right? I'll make good connections where I can. Mm -hmm. Cause the cool thing about Facebook groups and just online is that you can tag people without directly knowing them. Right. So mm -hmm. if you see someone reference 14 times for, you know, a great copywriter, you don't have to know that person to be like, you should chat with that guy if you need copywriting, right? Yeah, <laughs> he, gets, yeah. he gets a lot of referrals, right? Um, so you can start adding value that way and getting mm -hmm. traction that way. Take that to in-person, right? But just knowing what you're looking to get out of it because that's how you're gonna add value. If you're looking for X type of customer, you know it's because you can add value to that type of customer, yeah. right? So get really clear on, I'm looking for this type of person because of why, right? Yeah. I know I can help them. And exactly. just be confident in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got sent there for a reason. You're in that group. You're in that position mm -hmm. for some sort of value add um, and have confidence that. I always tell like new hires, especially at ClickBank too, like, listen, I guarantee you, even in your couple, your one month before you went out, you probably know more about ClickBank than anyone you're going to talk to here. Yeah. That is valuable. Like, remember there's value in that. And just even if that's all you could do, that's something and yeah. lead and remember that um, and, and focus on what that value is. So, um, you know, as we circle here, I just, I think the last thing I really, I want to say is just, um, you know, value led marketing and really changing that mindset to what do you give to others, finding what is important and valuable for that you have that others have. Not only is it, I think the most effective 
way to build a strong, large network. And by being strong is people that'll start to recommend, refer without you even doing anything. Like you get, you'll get referrals and people say, oh yeah, you do a great job. Years from when you ever talk to people. That's and crazy. it's so yeah. powerful, it's so good. Um, and it, it could happen really, really fast. Um, so, it, but but all starts with that that mindset that you're, where you want something out of it, you really wanna give first. Just give, go give, 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 give. Um, and, and remember that you're always valuable. Your person, you're here, you have some sort of value. So. Um, do that, and the world will be a better. Uh, the world will be a better place. I'm sorry. I'm trying to say something nice and sincere, and it's <laughs> stumbled all over it. Um, so after my mini strokes done, the world will be a better place. Our industry will be a better place, and you'll be happier for it. That's what I was hoping to say. Any final comments? No, let's, the, let's make the world a better place. That's yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing on the affiliated podcast. Yeah, like, subscribe, and review, <laughs> and make the world a better place. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.